Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and in this episode, I'm gonna give you my take on how to position size credit spreads using my interpretation of the Kelly Criterion. The Kelly Criterion is a formula that is meant to maximize account growth using the optimum position size so that A, you can maximize your account, but B, also you won't go bust. And it's really gonna help answer that question that we always kind of get into is how many contracts should I trade to make my next trade? I'm gonna break the whole thing down here in a minute, but before we get started, you need to know that every Everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only, and this is definitely not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. And you probably know by now that when trading options, you are actually trading with leverage. This is very important to understand. Even with credit spreads, if you're defining your risk, it's still a leverage trade, and you can lose all or most of your money if the trade doesn't work out. Because options are leveraged, it's really important to understand how to position size, which is what this episode is all about. So the goal here is to kind of help us determine how many contracts to be trading to keep our risk in check, but at the same time, grow our account with a particular strategy. Now, this is something I've been really working on uh, in my personal trading. It's one of my goals this year is to really fine tune my position sizing uh, to you know maximize my growth. And, and I'm you know gonna share my thought process on that in this episode. Now, this episode is an extension of the previous episode on R multiple. So if you, you know, once you listen to this, if you haven't listened to the R multiple one, you may want to go back and listen to that because the R multiple is one of the factors or one of the variables we need to know in order to implement the Kelly criterion. So that episode goes into more detail about that as it pertains to credit spread. Now, whether or not you trade credit spreads um, really doesn't matter. You can still use the concept of R multiples and the Kelly criterion to help position size your trades. And we're going to use the same formula, which we'll go over here in a second. Uh, but before we get into it, I wanted to let you know over on the website, the stockmarketoptionstrading.net website and social network, I recently posted a free SPY call buying strategy. This was a strategy I was working on kind of late last year to really try to find uh, optimal short-term bullish trades um, for swing trading SPY by buying call options. I know we do a lot of uh, net selling, but I wanted to try to take advantage of some bullish trends. So I started working on this strategy. And obviously 2022, this strategy is not triggering because we're in sort of a, I don't wanna call it a bear market, we're in a pullback. But I went ahead and decided, I'm just gonna put this research up for free. I figured it would be a good kind of discussion point for anyone that's new to buying options. We're gonna talk about strike selection and, and trade management in the context of a potential trading strategy. Now. I'll tell you right now, the strategy could probably be improved a little bit. I'm looking forward to some feedback from uh, the people who take the course, but I think it's a great starting point for discussion, especially if you're newer and just trying to get your, your kind of head around options trading in general. So if you're interested in taking the free course, head over to the website, stockmarketoptionstrading.net, and I'll talk to you over there. Now let's get into it. The Kelly Criterion is named after a computer scientist named John Kelly. He wrote a paper on it in 1956 and it's sometimes referred to as the Fortunes Formula. And there's actually a really good book called The Fortunes Formula, The Untold Story of the Scientific Betting System That Beat the Casinos and Wall Street by William Poundstone. It's kind of a long title, right? Anyway, definitely check out that book. It's it's a really good read. It, it'll give you a little bit more context and deeper history of how the Kelly Criterion sort of came to be. It's, it's a fascinating story. And if you ever read the book, Reminiscences of a Stock Operator, um, 
it's it's kind of like that. It's just it's more of a real story about real people and how things have progressed. It's a really great book. So if you like Reminiscences of a Stock Operator, I really think you're going to like the Fortune's Formula book. Again, that's by William Poundstone. So check that out when you get a, chan uh, a chance. Um, the Kelly Criterion was, you know, after it was published, it was popularized by Ed Thorpe, who you probably heard about. And he actually ended up applying that formula to Blackjack. And Jim Simons, who you probably heard about, he also applied the theory um, to his trading. And he was the founder of one of the most successful hedge funds, Renaissance Medallion Hedge Fund. And it was one of the most successful of all time. And he's got a great, well, I'm sorry, he doesn't have a great book, but there's a great book on him and that hedge fund called The Man Who Solved the Market. I may have mentioned it on the podcast before. The subtitle is How Jim Simons Launched the Quant Revolution by Gregory Zuckerman. So both those books are great reads. It's, they're real stories about real people and how you know, some of the struggles they went through to, to, to get you know, their trading up to par. That's a great book too. So anyway, enough about books. Go book shopping, get those books. I think they're great. So what is the Kelly Criterion? The Kelly Criterion is a formula to calculate the optimum position size for a given event. In our case, this event is going to be a trade. And again, this kind of started out in the sort of gambling world um, as we knew probabilities, but we're going to apply this to our trades. And the formula is basically made up of four factors. So there's four things you need to know to sort of calculate the Kelly criterion for your particular trade. So the first thing we need to know is your equity balance. And I want to kind of parse this out a little because, the, the, and again, this is my interpretation. So if you have a particular trading strategy and let's just, you know, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar account, you may not want to allocate your entire account to the one strategy. So the way I look at this is even though we're going to come up with an equity balance uh, for a particular strategy, I don't think that this should be your entire account. So for example, if you have a hundred thousand dollar account, and we're going to go over a strategy here in a second. Let's say you want to allocate $10,000 to that strategy. That's the equity balance I would use to calculate the Kelly criterion so you know how many contracts to trade against that portion of your account. So that's kind of my take on that. I know a lot of people have like, well, how many contracts should I buy if I have a $100,000 account? Well, you know, the short answer is it depends, but this is how I'm kind of looking at it, that when you find a strategy you want to trade, you need to determine how much of your account you want to allocate to that strategy. And I think that's the best way to go about it when you're coming up with your, you know, the Kelly criterion or whatever position sizing mechanism you're going to use. So we're going to apply this to a credit spread strategy, and I'm going to be considering the balance uh, for this one strategy as part of the formula. So again, I'm going to use a $10,000 allocation of a $100,000 account. That's how I'm going to look at that. So again, you need to have your balance that you're going to be allocating to the, the strategy. And the second thing you need to know is the expected return of the trade. This is where the R multiple comes in. And this is what I covered in the previous episode. I think it was episode 39. Uh, and I, again, that was geared towards credit spread. So if, you, if you're not really sure about R multiple and you want to touch up on it, Google it or go back to episode 39. The short sort of version is the R multiple is how much your strategy tends to make in terms of the risk you are taking. And typically what you would do is you div divide your profit divided by the amount you're risking. So that's the short version. So what, what we're doing here is converting our strategy 
into how much it makes based on how much risk you're taking. And that's going to factor into the position size so that you're not risking too much based on the account balance that you've decided to allocate. So those are the first two things. And those, you know, may or may not be hard to figure out. But the third and fourth factors are actually pretty easy. It's the third factor you need is the probability of winning. And the fourth factor is the probability of losing. So that's three and four. So essentially what we need is our win rate for the strategy. And it sounds pretty simple, but in the reality, in order to really have confidence in your win rate or your strategy, you need a pretty big sample size of previous trades or some kind of history of the strategy. So my personal opinion, in order to get started, I think one of the best ways to get these numbers is by using backtesting. That's going to give you an idea of whether or not the strategy is going to make money over time. There's different um, sort of calculations. I've seen different things about how many trades, you know, what's, what's the sample size should be. I think anything over 100 trades, it's probably going to be, you know, pretty good. That I think you can work with that, maybe a little bit less depending on what the strategy is. So you really need a good sample size so that you can get that win rate so that when you go to put that position on, you have the confidence that, that you're going to be able to take that trade. You're not going to be scared or back out because if you you know, back test the strategy going back three weeks and you get four trades. Well, that's not going to really give you the confidence over a long period of time. So I think if you use back testing to back test a series of, you know, a series of trades against a particular strategy, that's going to give you the confidence for that. So that's how I think the best way you can come up with a win rate so that you'll have two numbers. You'll have the probability of winning which it might be a certain percentage. And then, you know, 100 minus that is going to give your probability of losing for that particular strategy. So again, those are the four basic things you need to know to come up with the Kelly criteria. Again, that is your account balance or how much you're allocating. You need your expected return, which is the R multiple. You need your probability of winning, your win rate, and you need your loss rate. Those are the four things. So once you have those four things, you're going to be able to use the formula. But I want to kind of reiterate here, or at least kind of iterate, I guess, that the Kelly criterion is an actual output of those of those factors. Okay, so you're to properly use that formula, you're going to need to know those things in order to get the optimum position size. And you know, because we're using the account balance as one of the factors, as your accounts grow, you're going to be able to trade bigger size. And as your account shrinks during a drawdown, you would actually be trading a smaller size. So the Kelly criterion is meant to grow and basically scale up and down with your account. And those are the sort of the factors that you need to come up with these numbers. So here's the formula. I'm going to just kind of read the form formula to you directly. And then we're going to talk through a strategy and kind of, you know, put some context around it. So the formula is you're going to take your expected return, in this case, the R multiple, and that could be a decimal number. It could be a one point something number. And you're going to multiply that by the win rate. So it's your expected return multiplied by the win rate. Then you're going to subtract the loss rate. And that's going to give you the percentage of your balance for the position size. And let me read it again. I'm just going to read it formula wise. Expected return times the win rate minus the loss rate equals the position size or the percent that you would take of your account balance. So you take those three numbers. Once you get that percent, you would then multiply by your 
existing account balance, which will change over time with your strategy. And that's how you can properly position size using the Kelly criterion. So let's do a credit spread example. And um, as a reference, I, re I recently posted a newer short-term strategy over on Patreon. Um, and we're gonna use the numbers from this strategy. It's a credit spread strategy to come up with the Kelly criterion so we can see how many contracts we wanna trade. I'm gonna put a link to that study. Actually, I'm gonna put a link to a bunch of stuff in the notes of the podcast or the show notes or the description. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put the books that I mentioned, I'll put the free course on SPY and I'll put the, the study over on Patreon. So check out the description when you get a minute, but I'll put the links. But this is a credit spread strategy and let's talk through the numbers here. So this is a back-tested strategy. It had 124 trades in the back test. It had a 77% win rate. So if the win rate is 77%, that's the probability of winning. The probability of losing in this case would be 100 minus that, which would be 23%. So by knowing the win rate, we, we know two of the four things we need to know. Now the average winner was about $170. This is a five wide SPX put credit spread. The average winner was $170 and the average loser was $280. So now that we know that average winner, average loser, we're gonna use those numbers to come up with our expected return or our R multiple. And we're basically, we're gonna divide the average gain divided by the average loss. In this case, 170 divided by 280 is gonna be a 0.6 R. So what that means is for every dollar that I risk, I stand to gain 60 cents. That's what the R multiple is telling me. And now that I have the expected return or the R multiple, I can now plug those numbers into the formula for the Kelly criterion. So it's gonna, it's gonna look something like this. We're gonna take our expected return, 0.6. We're gonna multiply by our win rate, which is 0.77. We're gonna subtract our loss rate, which is 0.23. And the grand total here is gonna be 0.23. And that means that the Kelly criterion for this strategy is gonna be to allocate 23% of your account. Now, that's a big number. And what you're gonna find, if you Google Kelly criterion, what you're gonna find is that a lot of people who use this or apply this, they actually trade less than the Kelly criterion. And the reason why that is, is because the Kelly criterion was sort of applied and popularized with fixed sort of variable games like blackjack and, you know, gambling kind of games where, you know, there's not a lot of outside variables, right? Well, when you're trading in the stock market and when you're adding the leverage of options, the variables can be a lot greater. So it's generally recommended from what I've read, and this is how I'm sort of interpreting this, that you may want to trade less than the, the Kelly criterion and they'll term it maybe fractional Kelly. And I've seen different recommendations of, you know, half Kelly or a third Kelly. And so how I'm going to sort of frame this. And again, this is for me and my personal opinion about all this. The way I would look at this is that I would allocate a certain amount to a particular trade. And in this case, let's say we're going to use this credit spread strategy. Let's say I have the $100,000 count. I'm going to allocate 10K to the strategy. And the raw Kelly criterion is telling me to allocate 23% for this strategy. So what I would do is drop this to about 10%. I would do about a half Kelly not quite a third, but you know, kind of get a nice round number. So I'm allocating $10,000 to the strategy, which is actually only 10% of the entire account. And then I'm risking 10% 
to start the account using sort of a half Kelly criterion for this particular trade. So what that means is in a 10K account, I would ask, actually be risking $1,000. But in the grand scheme of my you know, larger account, that's actually only 1%. And this, so, so this is still in line with, you know, you should only risk one or 2% per trade. And so I'm kind of trying to break this down and, and, you know, apply this theory, but at the same time, keep it in context of the larger portfolio. So the max loss on this particular credit spread, the average max loss was about $325 per trade. So if I'm only willing to risk $1,000 per trade, again, that's my half Kelly size that I'm willing to risk, 1K, then I could actually trade three spreads and stay within side that 10% risk parameter because my max risk per spread is $325. If you multiply that by three, you end up with 975. So that keeps me under the $1,000 um, mark for that particular trade, or at least starting out um, of the strategy because I'm starting with 10K and I want to risk 1K. Now, as trades are taken over time, the account balance is going to actually change. If I had a string of winning trades, then let's say, you know, we said our average winner was $170. So let's say I have five or six winning trades in a row, which is very possible because it's a 77% win rate. Well, now my account balance is going to be closer to 11,000. And then that point, if I'm still risking $325 a trade, I could actually trade maybe four spreads or maybe five spreads. As the account grows, your position side size would grow, but you're still adhering to that 10% risk per trade. And the vice versa could happen because you never know when you start a new strategy. What's what's funny about this, and, and this, you know, I've had this happen multiple times. We know there's a 77% win rate to the strategy. That doesn't mean that when you start trading it, you're going to start winning. You could start in the bad part of the strategy, the other 23% of losing. So if you started with 10,000 and you were risking, um, you know, uh, 1,000, you could have two or three losers in a row and your account would actually come down or your, your allocation to the strategy would come down to maybe 8,000, 7,000. You'd have to bring that that risk or that uh, position size down to like maybe two contracts or even one contract. So, you know, just to keep that in mind, whenever you're starting a new strategy, you never know where in, you know, in all the distribution of wins and losses for the strategy, you never really know where you're going to start, which is, you know, kind of adds on to the idea that you really need to position size because if you, if you start off on a losing streak, then you're not going to be able to survive uh, if you're if you're trading, you know, I know we get excited about some of these trades and, and you're not gonna be able to survive if you're position sizing too large and you just happen to hit some losers because you're just starting the strategy. So I want to just reiterate here that this is my interpretation of taking this concept of the Kelly criterion and R multiples and trying to apply it to options trading because options trading, again, if you listen to the other episode, there's so many different structures and I did my best to come up with what I think makes sense to, to come up with the proper position sizing. I'm still working on this. I may wanna change my fractional Kelly at some point and allocation. So this is a work in progress. So keep that in mind. You should definitely do your own due diligence before putting money to any strategy. If you wanna check out the strategy that I mentioned before, like the actual details of how to trade it, stop by over on Patreon. I will put a link in the description. I'm also going to put a link to another resource video on YouTube. It's not my video. It's I probably watched this video a hundred times about the Kelly criterion and really trying to 
to dial that in to um, my particular trades. And I'll put that link there too. I'm going to put all the resources in the description. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. 